Hello, hello, and happy Friday. Welcome back. And today we're going to be talking about chapter six, the essential conversation number three, handling the tough runs. And as a spouse, it is very, very important to be able to gather this information from this chapter. Because whether you like it or not, your firefighter is going to run into a lot of toughies. Now, a lot of the times I hear calls come from my husband's pager that just sounds so small. Um, but what can happen is once they get to the scene, it can be the big deal and really have an effect on your spouse. So, I mean, imagine being a firefighter who gets a call about a burning car, okay? You get there to find out that there's people who burned inside because they could not get out of their seatbelt or it was already too late. That's kind of things that are very tough because then they have to see people who are deceased, burnt up, and of course they feel some sort of failure that they could not save them in time. There are actually some stories where firefighters have come to runs, went to runs that had to deal with people screaming and howling in such devastating pain because it was already too late. The fire was pretty much taking their lives and they had to sit there and um, listen to their screams of pain. And that almost brings me to tears because it's something that you can't really, there's nothing you can do um, in that instance. So as a spouse, together, um, how to handle the tough runs when it comes to, you know, those types of things. So we're just going to head to the step number one. The firefighters must tell their spouses when they've had a particular upsetting shift. So, like we've talked about in the beginning, you, us spouses may misinterpret the mood when they arrive home, especially from a 24-hour shift that's had a really busy, busy night, okay? It seems like a lot of things happen mostly at night, I've noticed, okay? The spouses, though, are, that are close are not mind readers, and no, we are not mind readers. We are never mind readers in a marriage, especially if you know your spouse was not a firefighter or a policeman or anything like that. However, we can pick up on those negative moves and behaviors and often mistake them for something personal. Okay, so the typical firefighter desires to protect, to save, and to rescue. So it's only natural for them to wish to keep the ugly truths of death suffering from their mate. Okay, a lot of firefighters will want to keep it from you because they don't want to put you in that sort of depression. It's a noble concept like... Pretty much chivalry. Okay. So they're trying not to put you in mentally harm's way. Uh, they want you to live a happy life. All right. The exposure to the trauma and death causes the emotional reactions of this. So this is totally normal, obviously, especially grief, grievance. Like we all had grief. Okay. When we're grieving. Uh, the only time one does not respond with sorrow to human suffering and tragedy is if one has no heart. Most firefighters are all heart, okay? Like I've said earlier in their earlier um, segments that some firefighters may not seem like they have a heart, but they do. They are all heart. And that's what led them to serve humanity in the first place. 
But caring comes with a price, and that price is pain. Typical reactions to trauma include anxiety, irritability or anger, moodiness, sadness, and depression. One can become distracted, withdrawn, and have trouble making even simple decisions, like choosing what you want for dinner. Dinner choice is a common problem, mostly in a household. Sleeplessness and fatigue may also be a result of trauma as grief is exhausting and sleep does not come easily to a troubled mind. All these behaviors have a direct impact on the family life, and if ignored, the effects can be long-term and quite damaging. Okay, it's not uncommon for the firefighters and cops to suppress this emotional pain by turning to alcohol or drugs or both for comfort. But it is an unhealthy outlet for the stress, which can lead to divorce, job loss, health issues, and even death. So what do you do exactly? Well, simply tell your spouse what's going on, okay? Talk about it, let it out, for it is no secret to them that something's wrong anyway. Especially the men. When are you going to realize that it is so, so, you know, um, easily, you know, beknownst to us that we know something's wrong? Okay, we know. It's no secret. You can't keep it from us. Okay, it's just, I know you're really trying really hard to be strong for your family and your children, but there comes a time in your life that you're going to need to let it all out to the point where you're going to have to put your pride aside and you're going to have to just give it your all, especially sitting down and being able to talk about what a lot of men don't like, their feelings, okay? Put your balls away for a second, all right? Your feelings matter in the marriage as well as your wives. Wives saying goes, I mean, vice versa. So just so you know. All right. So let's move on to step two. This one's on you, firefighter spouse, is what it's called. Well, they've dared to tell you they've had a tough run and they've trusted you with this sense of information. Well, what do you do about it is your question. Well, I didn't know what to do about it either until I read the book. Communication is, after all, a two-way street and it's not always a firefighter's fault when it goes blah, okay? When it goes kaplooky. And perhaps when they attempt to share their painful feelings with you in the past and you didn't handle it very well, so now they're reluctant to do so again. Um, you know, and like I said, that's... This is where it's just going to get a little, you're going to have to pay attention here, okay? So, for Anne's experience, she has said over the years, she has witnessed the weight of stress and sorrow that has been loaded into the firefighter, her firefighter husband's shoulders. Um, she goes on to say that they are strong shoulders, stronger than most, but even he occasionally nearly breaks from the pressure. On these really heavy days, he needs a little help, as does any firefighter, and we spouses can either help take the load off or add to it. So what does actually help my firefighter and what does not? So from her experience, to be truly helpful is having an attitude of self selflessness. <laughs> I can't talk today, sorry. Selflessness or self-sacrifice, okay? 
Um, and this flies in the face of the modern day gurus who chant, put your needs first, always. But she believes her and her husband are the opposite is true for a marriage. Any marriage to be successful. Love is there. Love is being there for each other when it's inconvenient. You can't just love someone just because it's convenient for you or convenient for them. You have to love it in the most inconvenient times. I think that's where a lot of marriages start to fail because it's like they only want to give when it's convenient in their time. And then that's where the other spouse feels like, well, holy, oh, holy shit. So I don't matter, you know, kind of thing. Uh, so really, honestly, you're going to have to learn that in the most inconvenient times that you're going to have to learn to be selfless and also self-sacrificial. Okay. I mean, that's probably gonna be the hardest part because in today's society, it's all about being selfish and nobody wants to make any damn sacrifices, especially the new freaking generation. All right. So try to learn to do that. So occasionally, like we've talked about earlier, if they want to talk about a tough run or if they don't want to talk about it at that moment, then respect that. That's one of the things you're going to have to be selfless about. You can't just sit there and be selfish and, and not give them their time to regather themselves. Okay. You got to make sure that they can regather their thoughts and they'll tell you later or you can ask, try to ask again. Okay. So as your job, you also need to stop everything and really listen uninterrupted. Uh, like don't get on your phone and, and scroll through Facebook. Don't answer a phone call from your mother. Don't go texting your best friend just because she thinks that it's so important to tell you that she got her fucking hair done. And you're just like, oh, sweet. What is it? Highlights or blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. Uninterrupted means no picking up your damn phone. No social media. Don't even, you know, turn on complete silent. Even if you have to wait for the kids to go to bed, completely go to bed for uninterrupted talk time, then there you go. All right. I mean, honestly, there's going to be a lot of pretty horrible end up saying stuff that you're going to hear. Despite the fact that, you know, it's going to shock you to your core. Honestly, it will make you feel sick. But if your spouse needs you more than ever, you need to try your hardest to be there. You know, you need a shoulder to lean on. All right. Don't keep poking and prodding, though. Like we've said, do not do that. And don't get into Don't start becoming an agent of interrogation. Okay. Don't sit there and be like, well, where, where would this happen? How did it happen? Tell me, tell me, tell me. It's like, what? Really? He just, ex you're the firefighter just experienced death and you're trying to poke and prod and they're having the worst time trying to get over it. I mean, especially with small children, you know, that really has an effect. By the way, there's a big percentage of the effect of being a firefighter. Uh, don't do it. All right. So if they want to talk, just listen. And, you know, don't feel shut out if they don't want to talk about it at that moment or at all. Okay? If they're really hurting, they don't want to talk about it, try to find other ways to offer that support. Just like maybe cut them slack for that day. And lighten their load 
by taking things off their plate like some chores. Maybe after their 24-hour shift, let them have a nap. And if you say kids, though, well, guess what? Kids, though, right? Yeah, I have almost a three-year-old. Another one on the way. And I'm going to have to learn how to control by giving them certain activities so when daddy gets full-time on the fire department, he can have his slack time. Because let me tell you something. Once my husband gets on the full, full-time full job, it's going to be a killer. The Probably the first couple weeks. And... You know, I, I've i seen my husband freaking sleep deprived. And his mood is technically what I used to take seriously when it was just because he was very sleepy. Alright? Daddy or mommy, who are firefighters, need that slack time. Even if it results in a nap. Alright? So, again, like we've talked about before... If there's so if there's a lot of trouble like especially when it comes to PTSD and, and ongoing just make sure you are very supportive especially if the husband wants to try and go to a firefighter meeting where they talk about you know what had happened and maybe his firefighter buddies are or her firefighter buddies are the ones who are the only ones who can be com- who can comfort because of the fact they were through it too remember do not take that as a sign that you don't matter because you do. It's just that sometimes the people who are also in the same uniform and who have been through the same thing or were there on that call can talk to your spouse about it a little bit better. But then your spouse can come home and say, hey, we had a good talk. This is what we talked about. And then they'll share it with you. Don't worry, you're not going to be out of the loop, especially considering you're married, you took vows, and they love you very, very much, yada, 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 that whole spiel. So, <clears throat> Mike, uh, Annie, Ann's husband, wrote, like I see, he writes, <laughs> um, after every chapter, he writes his little paragraphs. Um, I don't know if I'm going to read them all to you, but I can read some. <clears throat> So, this paragraph he titled, A Different Kind of Tough. He says, you never know which run is going to be the one that gets to you. The one that makes you realize you were not made of steel and that stays with you at night when you close your eyes. Over the course of a fire service career, there will be many of these incidents and thankfully most of us develop coping mechanisms to navigate the emotions they cause. Your marriage should be at the forefront of navigating the pain and frustration and that develops when tragedy and suffering start to eat away at your peace. All right, so marriage at the forefront always, okay? So what that means is make sure you're putting your marriage first, you're putting each other first, so that way you can support each other in a lot of ways. All right, sorry, I, <laughs> I had to get something for my son here. There you go, bud, okay. So... Here's another paragraph. It says, don't let the bad become something worse. I will start with the firefighter. As Anne has done a great job in the spouse's perspective, most important for me to remember that it is not my family's fault that bad things happen at work. It makes no sense to transfer the darkness that I witness on certain runs to the wonderful light I have at home. 
that needs to be something you remind yourself of again and again. It's understandable that what you see causes pain, but it simply does no good to react in ways that only increase the problem with your loved ones. That mindset of not allowing stuff we cannot control to destroy what is most precious to us is essential. It breaks this terrible cycle of feeling pain and inflicting pain and having to deal with increased pain. So pretty much, firefighters, you go on a bad run, I'm so sorry. Like really, the stuff you deal with is crap. Sometimes it's unfair. But you don't bring it home to a spouse who's trying to support you and make them feel like a piece of shit. Guess what? And then you you just increased more pain. You didn't... You did not... Um, Make it better, you, you just made it worse. Which results in fights, arguments, and probably laying your head down at night without even talking it out with each other calmly and respectably. Okay, so just remember that. Yes, you know what? This may be a book for spouses, but damn well it is one for you too. So shut up and listen. <laughs> All right. All right, the next one. Just say no to drugs and yes to self-control. All right, so Mike goes on to write, one coping mechanism I've seen has brutal consequences, turning to chemicals to deaden the feelings. Plenty has been written about this, so I won't belabor the point, but alcohol, drugs, and extreme behaviors and the like all end up make things worse. In many cases, and revocably so. You end up being the tragic example that some other firefighter or police officer will have to deal with as they try to help you on your worst day. If these types of things are how you're choosing to deal with what's inside, please seek help. <laughs> okay, so a lot of you are going to be a little controversial about this. I get it. I, <laughs> you know, I'm pregnant, but I love my wine when I wasn't pregnant. Um, at least a glass every night. A lot of women at least have a glass every night. Uh, a lot of men like to have at least a beer every night or, or two, whatever fuck. Um, but don't sit there and become an fucking alcoholic, okay? Um, because guess what? You become an alcoholic. For all you know, you can become a... Your subconscious mind can become that abusive alcoholic piece of shit. And then guess what? Your marriage ends and you go to jail. Um, that was just a little blunt spit out there, so... I, there's some devil's spit for you. Um, women, same goes for you. Please don't overdrink. Don't turn to drugs. It's just, it may, I mean, just think about it. A lot of drug dealers don't think about this, but the thing is, you're only getting a temporary high. Okay? People want to feel that temporary relief from pain. The thing is, they keep, the only reason they get addicted is because they keep doing it because they have no way else to end the pain so they're like this is the only way i know i have to shoot up i have to drink because it's the only way i know all right so please be a support to make sure that maybe try to teach them that there's other ways and other you know to deal with stuff all right all right so the last one is called saving the saviors Mike writes, to the spouses reading this, I offer simple addition to what Anne has said. You were everything to us. You alone have the access to our hearts to make a difference in calming the terror we sometimes feel. We may put up walls. I pray you seek ways to get around them. We may speak harshly. I hope you'll give us the benefit of the doubt and work to get at what is behind this anger. We may withdraw. I ask you to give us some room to breathe while never giving up on us or letting us d drown. 
You are the saviors of those whose jobs is to save others. Again, you are the saviors of those whose job is to save others. So, marriage was designed to be better or for worse. Some of the tough runs are the worst of the worst. Hand in hand, committed in body, mind, and soul, you can have great success. Take it on together and hold each other up. So honestly, guys, spouses, we are a very important link in the chain. Firefighters may think they got all figured out because they go through training. They think we've seen it all. Guess what? They don't have it all figured out. Firefighters, again, you don't have it all figured out. Okay? We're here to help you. All right? And spouses, remember, they're there to help you in their community. Okay? It just takes form of communication and remembering the bond you share and giving the slack, giving the time, giving your shoulder to lean on. It is the purpose of what a marriage can be and is. All right? It's not just about how much you love each other, who loves each other more. And no, it's not 50-50, by the way. Sorry to break your bubble. Every person gives 100%. I hate that expression. 50-50. Actually, it's 100% and 100%. So if one's not giving 100% and the other one is, there's going to be a lot of clashing going on. So... Hope you learned something today. Hope you guys have a great Memorial Day weekend. Talk to you later.